0: And this is Tim. Howdy,
1: howdy! Welcome back, Tim. It seems like you've been gone a very long time.
0: Well, uh, I, I took my suspension like a man, and uh, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't want to, you know, just. Show up and have you guys awkwardly tell me that I still have a couple weeks left, you know. So
1: I think that there was uh, some concern on the part of our listeners that we had left you back at the old website, that we had forgotten to to bring Timmy along when uh, the spooky outhouse site uh, went down. So, uh, but no, we we brought Tim along with us. It just took a while to get him, you know, we sent him, you know, ground shipping as opposed to, you know, air. So, (laughs) you know, we just unboxed him. If you'll click over to the YouTube channel, you'll
0: see Paul. Also unboxing of Tim. <laughs> he comes in <laughs> pieces. <laughs> Some assembly required. We're doing we're doing that at ManCon. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> getting in a large cardboard <laughs> box. Fifteen minute uh, unboxing of Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, we need to cut this part for the show so we think it's an original idea. When That's I have. Right. <laughs> exactly. But if, if
1: we I, I'm willing to do that, Paul, if we ship Wayne in pieces.
0: <laughs> if we,
1: and did we make frank and wayne frank and wayne <laughs> i like it
0: hashtag <sighs> hashtag Paula <Wayne>. hashtag, <laughs> hashtag frank and wayne <laughs> <sighs> good times good times so what you guys been up to oh you know well, uh let's
1: see you know, rapidly uh, building a new website when uh, when our old website went down. There's that, you know, uh, yep. adjusting feeds, um, you know, murder to hobo, you know, that kind of thing.
2: Mm. Eh, that's yeah. kind of average, though. That's true. That's true. That's just that's true. something that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you know what I've done? What, Paul? What have you done? Well, so for like, I don't know, a long time now. There's this guy at my day job who's like, "Hey man, do you watch Rick and Morty?" And I'm like, "No." He's like, "You really need to watch Rick and Morty." And every time he asks me, like, the threats get worse and worse. Like, <laughs> "Do you watch Rick and Morty, or I'm gonna take out your family." I'm like, "All right, I will find. I will watch Rick and Morty." And this
1: might so- be something you want to report to HR. That's all.
0: <laughs> no, this guy's trying to improve your life. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this week, I pretty much binged watch
2: um, the first season of Rick and Morty. And I, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, that is like the best damn show ever. It's good <laughs> It is so goddamn hilarious and so well-written. Aaron, have you seen this show? I have not. I'm aware of it. In fact, I, I heard an
1: interview or something with one of the writers a couple of weeks back, and that was the first time I'd heard about it.
2: Well, it's pretty much two dudes, right? It's Dan Harmon, who created shows like Community and... Bunch of other popular shows that also got canceled, um, <laughs> and uh, Justin—I think it's Justin Jordan, Rick Jordan, something like that. Jordan Jordan. Uh, Jordan Jordan. <laughs> um, I don't remember the other guy's name, but like one guy vo- voices both Rick and Morty. Um, but it's it's a science fiction. Show in the vein of like a Family Guy or an American Dad, but smarter than either one of those. Uh, it's it, and you know it's funny because I read an article that said, you know, Rick and Morty is one of the best science fiction shows on television snap on television nowadays. I'm like bullshit, and and then I watch it. I'm like, like, you know what? DC's
1: Legends of Tomorrow,
2: yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, and I'm like, you know what? This is like one of the most intelligently written science fiction shows on television nowadays. Uh-huh. Like the concept is that, I mean, it, it's straight up comedy, right? It's it's a it's a it's a drunk ass grandfather. It's basically like Back to the Future gone wrong. Uh-huh. Um, so you take like a Doc Brown and you take like a Marty McFly, and you basically have the relationship between Rick and Morty, except Rick is an alcoholic, and instead of time travel, they dimension hop. And so, so like the, you know, <laughs> basically, and so they they hop from dimension to dimension, and it's all about the crazy antics that happen when they do that. And Aaron, it is so good; it is so freaking hilarious. But it's also like genuinely well written. Uh, you know, the they, the, you know, just the science fiction aspect of it is surprisingly good too. I'm like, okay, all right, like I can see this. I will check it out. Yeah, I, I really recommend checking it out. It, it's it's. I mean, I binge watch. It's, you know, it's a half hour cartoon. Each season's 13 episodes or is, 10, actually 10 episodes, I think. Where is it uh, broadcast? Adult Swim. OK. Um, which makes it tricky to find. I think so they might it might be. Full, to, is it a full half hour or is it one of those shorter Adult Swim mm-hmm. features? Like 20 something minutes. Gotcha. And so I, I, I bought season one um, like for 15 bucks on Blu-ray and I immediately ordered season two. Um, as soon as season one was done, because they they're not all available on the Adult Swim app, um, but you can at least check out the pilot. And I, I just, it, it's funny because, um, you know, supposedly it's you know these two guys, and uh, you know, there there's so they they record the audio first, and there's so much ad libbing in the in the audio recording that basically the animators have to make it work with all the ad libbing <laughs> that they do. Um, and and you can tell like some episodes, like there was one episode that was it, it felt like twenty minutes of ad lib. <laughs> But it like it worked in the end. It's just it's a it's a crazy good show. Um highly recommended. Just it there's and on top of being hilarious, there's a lot of dark humor and heart to it. Like it goes to some dark places, like darker <laughs> than Family Guy or American Dad, because it's not on broadcast television. Um it's 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 genuinely an adult show. And I highly recommend watching it uncensored because they dropped the F bomb a billion times. So where did you <laughs> catch it uncensored? Uh Blu ray. Blu ray. Yeah. I'll check it out.
1: Hey, you know, it's not genre related, but I saw something this week that was super hilarious. Uh, it's called The Dunkirk? Guest Book. I'm sorry? Dunkirk? <laughs> Dunkirk was good. Uh, no, but uh, uh, it's called The Guest Book. It's on TBS. It's a new half-hour comedy, and it's kind of an anthology show where each week has a different uh, cast, kind of like Love Boat, in a sense, you know, you, the way you've got you know different guest stars every week. Um uh-huh. But what it does is it, it tells the story of people who are staying in this rental cabin and, you know, the, the, the antics and misadventures that ensue. And the first two episodes are just fall down hilarious. I mean, it, it, it airs more it, – it it plays more like an HBO comedy than something you'd see on uh, Basic Cable.
2: I, it was so what channel, what channel is it on? I'm sorry? TBS. TBS. Okay.
1: And it is ju- the, the, the idea is that the guest book is, you know, it's the the people journaling their stay, you know, staying in this in this rental cabin. And it is just freaking hysterical. And there are some regulars in the show, like the people who own the property, uh, the the uh, strip bar up the street, <laughs> uh, the Chinese delivery guy. I mean, it's and so those characters recur. But the main story is the guest in the cabin. It's really good. It's really good. I do highly recommend it. And, Paul, uh, while I'm getting out all my viewing from the week, I saw Alien Covenant this week. I did not see oh, it. Oh, I'm theaters. sorry. I watched... You know, it, it, you say that, but it is more entertaining than Prometheus. <laughs> I will give it that, yes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I will say that at the end of Aliens, there's sort of a hopeful feeling. And in the last two movies, there's really no hope. <laughs> yeah. You know, these are just, oh, my God, everything is so terrible. You know, but I did. I, I will say I enjoyed the movie. It wasn't a great movie, but I enjoyed the movie. And I, I there, felt... there's, But I will say, I'll also say this, you know, here we are in the 21st century, and I think we know better than to walk onto an alien world without environmental suits. You <laughs> Apparently not. We don't walk into a uh, biohazard level four area without a space suit on, but yet these people go to a brand new world that they know nothing about, you know, breathing the air, interacting with the water. Um, it just seems, I, I, that, that just seems like something somebody in the writer's room should have said, hey, maybe we should uh, readdress this part of the story.
0: Yeah. You know, I, when when I uh, when I think about entering biohazard level four planets, I, I look I looked to my inspiration, Aaron, and what he does when he enters a bio level four planet. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I I, I am a cautionary uh-huh. tale. Safety first. That's
1: right. That's right. <laughs> but no, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I probably I didn't hate just, it. I just I was, didn't love it. Yeah, I yeah. It's you know, it's not Alien or Aliens, but you know, it also wasn't Alien Resurrection. So you right. know fair. High praise from Aaron. I didn't hate it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Put that on the movie poster. On the on the DVD box.
1: It didn't make <laughs> me want to murder someone. So, you
2: yeah. know. Better than the last shitty one.
1: That's right. <laughs> That's right. Though I will say it was not nearly as pretty as Prometheus.
2: Prometheus was just a gorgeous film.
1: Yeah, I agree. Alien Covenant does not have a lot of the, you know, breathtaking shots that
2: Prometheus does. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
1: But a far less stupidity. Far less
2: stupidity. <laughs> so i don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast but did you guys see the mummy
1: i have not seen it
2: no wait are you talking boris karloff <laughs> <laughs> i saw that one no no not that one <laughs> the one with mr tom cruise oh no i've not seen that one you know it is better than i thought it was going to be uh-huh. uh i genuinely enjoyed the mummy movie i think it's a lot of fun it's like uh you know, it's it's got a little bit of horror. It's got some adventure. You know, it's kind of got a little bit of this American werewolf in Paris or London type vibe to it. Genuinely enjoyed the film, um, but you know, it, it it was not well received. It did not do as well in the theaters as they were hoping. Um, and Alex Kurtzman, the guy who wrote and directed it and who was the the kind of the overseer of Universal's Dark Universe, he's hinting this week that he may be out. They may have axed him really? um, from the whole dark universe thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, you know, they—they. I, they, I think the next film they are planning on doing is Bride of Frankenstein, and then after that, Invisible Man, and uh, well, I think they're—they're they're rumored to do a Wolfman film after that.
1: Wasn't Kurtzman involved in J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies?
2: Yeah, and the Transformers. I mean, yeah. Kurtzman's kind of been involved in a lot of very popular franchises over these yeah. last few years.
1: Well, I, I, you know, I, I don't know that I'm sorry to hear that or not, but that's surprising.
2: Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's it's I enjoyed the mummy. Um, you know, it's I, I here's the thing. If your film doesn't do as well as you think it's going to, it would be silly of you to keep the guy around. Sure. You know, uh, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like rehiring someone. It's kind of like rehiring, uh, you know, the guy who did Alien Resurrection to do your Alien 5 movie. Don't do it. <laughs> right, right. But so interesting news, uh, but more exciting. The most exciting thing that happened this week for me. Well, yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, it was a pretty slow week.
0: The bar is slow. The bar is low. Bar is low.
2: <laughs> and in a low bar, a book like, well, I shouldn't say that because I'm genuinely excited about it, uh, that. Um, the DC has started releasing their Jack Kirby 100 books. Oh, yeah. So this is the year that Jack Kirby would have turned 100 um and so this week dc released the first of a, a line of specials we've been talking about this over the last few episodes of funny books and uh they started with the new god special which features stories by shane davis walt simonson and mr jack kirby himself um you know a, a classic jack kirby tale that neither aaron nor i were really aware of yeah no i'd never seen it before but it's gorgeous so the first story it features Orion of New Genesis. Even though it's called New Gods, it's very much an Orion book. Right. Um, you know, like I said, written and drawn by Shane Davis, uh, features Orion and Kalibak, uh, kind Forager. of a and Forger, yes, and Desaad. Kind of a you know um, a, a tale of Kalibak doing uh, some shenanigans on New Genesis, and uh, Orion and Forger taking him down. And uh, Aaron, what did you think of this book?
1: I tell you what, anytime Shane Davis wants to draw Orion, Calabac, the new gods, he should absolutely be allowed to do that because this story was frickin' gorgeous. Yes, it was. I I truly loved uh, looking at every single page and panel. I also really, you know, one of the things that that is characteristic about Orion is, you know, he is the the son of Darkseid raised on New Genesis, by uh the new gods because he was part of the treaty, right? So uh Scott Free Scott. is raised on Apocalypse by Darkseid and Orion Fish. is raised on uh New Genesis. So, um he has a friendly, you know, uh pleasant uh face, right? except for when his blood gets up and his apocalyptic background emerges. And then he has this sort of, you know, horrific, violent, ragey face. And I thought Shane Davis did a really good job of demonstrating that on these pages. Because, you know, some artists, not so much. Some artists, you know, just draw a a big freaky eyebrow thing going on and that's it. Uh,
2: But I thought Shane Davis captured that really well. I think so, too. You know, I mean, it's subtle, but, you know, uh, it's... It's obviously subtle, you know. In, in that, yeah. you know, he's still Orion, but right. you know, he, he's got like the people's eyebrow, and right. he's got like a giant eye, and he's got the sk- the craggy face, almost like Dark Side. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's very well done. Especially, there's a page towards the end where you can see him use the Mother Box to go to go beautiful again. Right. Um, and it it's it's clearly evident there.
1: Yeah, um, the the full page where he's breaking Calibak's arm. Oh, God. Is both brutal and gorgeous all at the same time. Yeah. And the look of horror on Kalibak's face. And he just does something tremendously cruel to Kalibak at the end of the book, at the end of the story, that I just deeply loved. I mean, yeah. I was like, this is perfect. Because it demonstrated, I mean, you could make a case that, well, that was the right thing to do from a good person's perspective. But it was also tremendously cruel from an apocalyptic perspective.
2: Yeah. It's genuinely worse, a fate worse than death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I just, I thoroughly loved that story. Um, you know what, my only disappointment was that there was no appearance of dark side. Um, and I get that there is a dark side specific book. So it makes me wonder, are these books tied together? Are they genuinely different stories? You know, are we going to see, you know, is the dark side book that I don't know if that's the next one, but is the dark side book going to be, um, you know, a uh, taking place after this, or is it going to be a, just a different story? I don't know. I have no idea. No
1: idea. But I sure did enjoy this. And, you know, the the uh, Walt Simonson uh, short story that occurs in this book, I thought was beautifully drawn. I don't know what I think about the the actual story to it. Cause it I don't really think there was didn't... much of a story to it, actually. There's not. I mean, it was just, they're really pretty pages, but I just really didn't feel like there was much there there, right? Yeah. Uh, There didn't seem to be any stakes. There didn't seem to be anything much at all. But I got to tell you, the Jack Kirby backup that is written and drawn by Jack Kirby is just
2: fantastic. Yeah, it's a story. I think, like I mentioned, it's not a story that I was familiar with, but it's actually a a pretty damn good story for a short story. Yeah. And it is very short. It's like six pages, but it, it has a good effect to it. Well, and, you know, it's one of the nice things about
1: Jack Kirby is that, you know, he could do a lot in six pages. And they did a lot of those kinds of stories back in those days. Because, you know, they'd be filling up those, you know, 100-page giants and, and whatnot. Uh, and this just this just leaps off the page. And there are certain pages of this that just kind of remind me more of a Sunday Funnies layout than an actual comic book layout. Um, and I just, I really liked his use of frames versus, you know, non-frames. Mm-hmm. Um I just I, I thought it was a beautiful story, and you know it wasn't a big story. It wasn't you know uh, something of cosmic proportions, but it did tell you a little bit about Orion and how he interacts with people. While while Orion is really secondary to the story. Agreed. So I, I just I thought it was really well done, and I, I'm usually not someone who is a fan of reprint backups, but man, I bet. I bet you and I aren't alone. You know, you and I being people who are really familiar with the New Co- New Gods uh, uh, library. I bet we're not alone. That we're the first one. For, this is the first time many of us have seen this.
2: Yeah, agreed. And you know, I think one of the things that I appreciated was that we got a two full. We got two stories before yeah. the actual reprint. So you know, I don't feel like they just charged me extra for the reprint. Yeah. So no, I, I thought it was great. Is I think is Mister Miracle the next
1: one that comes out, or is it Darkseid the next one that comes out?
2: So the next one that comes out next week is the Newsboy Legion. However, Mister because that's next week. Um, but Mister Miracle also comes out next week. It's not part of this though. It's not part of the the Jack Kirby oh. One Hundred. Um, the 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 Mister Miracle is a new um, twelve issue limited series, uh, written by Tom King with art by Mitch Jarred's. Um, and so I'm really really looking forward to that book it seems like it's going to be pretty cool yeah well this was this was a big win uh, I, I i thoroughly enjoyed this book me too well also from dc comics we haven't talked about the war of jokes and riddles in a little while because the last issue was um kind of a a side story featuring kite man um but this i like that kite we man were story back by at, the way I, i'm sorry i didn't I'm sorry
1: over you paul but i liked that kite man story by the way i thought it was okay I don't know. I liked it. I liked it. You know, he's Charlie Brown and he's cut.
2: (laughs) 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 So we return back to the war proper in this week's uh, Batman book, also written by Tom King, with art by Michael Jannon.
0: And Tim, you read this book. I did. And what did you think? Um well, I'm gonna put one thing aside as far as I, I have a problem with this jokes and riddles thing, but I'll get to that after I talk about this book specifically. Um, you know I, I I guess I'm kind of torn on it because it reminds me a, a little bit of No Man's Land, which I did really love. but I okay, I can't put it aside they talk about this as being bat, basically Batman year 1. Um, you know, he's like I'm a year away from kicking a tree basically is what he was saying.
1: I didn't and, understand that reference by the way.
0: Yeah, I th- I think I that think just he was he was training to be Batman, so this is Batman year 1.
2: Yeah, essentially this is right after year 0, so this is Batman year 1. And so when he says he, he was a year away from kicking a tree, basically he's saying he was a shitty fighter still. Uh, right. but, but then he kicks
0: both of their asses on the next page. So it, it, I, I, can get, I can get away. I can I can suspend my disbelief in that because he's basically saying this is five days into this the, this conflict. My problem is how old are all the Batman villains right now? <laughs> like it's the same problem I had with Gotham. But with Gotham, I suspended my disbelief because well, we're not so going to see him in the costume just for a while. He's long only time. been
1: Batman for like five years, though. In the new 52 <sighs> he hasn't been Batman for 10, 15 years like he was in, uh, you know, uh, pre new 52. He's only been Batman for five
2: years. Right. Am I getting Uh part? No, you're getting it right. I just think that that's a, a messed up continuity thing as no, a result I, of rebirth and stuff.
1: Well, no, I, I think it's I think it's messed up, too, because how could he possibly have done all the things he's done in five years?
0: And yes. have five Robins like right. he, tra- he changes Robins like seasonally, you know, yeah. it's well, like, yeah. You know. well, with his underwear. Right. Yeah. So, okay. I I guess if we go that route, maybe it's not as bad. But I was just thinking to myself, it's like, okay, I could see Deathstroke being being at the height of his power at about that time. But like, you know, is Floyd Lawton really like forty five? Like, eh. You know, I don't know. I think it's a good book. I I I I like how they're doing the uh, because I I saw a little bit about this. They're doing homages to older older panels. In some of these jokes and riddles books, so I think that's interesting. Um, you know, go ahead, Paul. I, I'm, you know, you, I'm going to say,
2: my issue. One of my issues with this book is that Tom King doesn't really seem like he knows how to write riddles, and I think Tom <laughs> King is an excellent writer. But like the riddler answers a question or asks a question in this book, and the answer to it is completely illogical, and that doesn't seem like a riddler thing you know like the riddler doesn't ask questions that don't have answers Uh, you know that if you just think about it they're riddles he asks riddles and in this one it's like no that that's like not even a logical conclusion to that question
0: you know and the other thing is i thought it was i thought it was because it was it was a war because joker can't laugh and riddler is so pissed off he wasn't going to tell any more riddles like i thought that was the whole premise the war is nobody's laughing and nobody's asking riddles. That, that, that's what I thought the premise was when they first started it, when, you know, Joker almost killed them. So I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I guess I, I, I really liked when I, I really liked the part where they flashback to Catwoman because <laughs> that's the conversation that's happening in real time. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, there's enough to definitely read it. I, I I'm uh, I I am enjoying it more than I'm enjoying uh, Detective right now. So th- if I have to pick a Batman book, this is the one at the moment. See, I'm the complete opposite.
2: Um, I I love Detective, and don't get me wrong. I think the War of Jokes and Riddles started strong. I think the art is um is gorgeous, uh, by Michael Jannon But I the way the story is told in in um flashback and you know narration for me isn't working but, and it works especially in this issue
1: I, I will say i read before i read this when i read the previous two issues uh so i read three issues back to back um and i, I will tell you i really enjoyed reading it that way mm. you know you get it you get a much stronger uh through narration uh you know throughout those books you know because you've got that that common voice of batman throughout the storytelling um I enjoy, you know, one of the things that that we all voiced frustration about was uh, before the War of Jokes and Riddles began, Batman proposed to Catwoman. And we were waiting for her response, and you know, we're like, God, now we got to wait till we get all the way on the other side of the War of Jokes and Riddles. But this is part of that conversation. And so I like that we haven't abandoned one story to tell another. This is just, you know, something Batman feels like he's got to get off his chest before, you know, she gives him her answer. Um, There's a lot I like about this book. I agree with Tim, though. You know, we know that uh, Deathstroke is one of the biggest badasses in the DC Universe. The fact that Batman could take out both, you know, uh, uh, wade wilson and floyd lawton at the same time is unreasonable even though they'd been fighting for five days so had batman batman had been fighting uh their minions for five days or the joker and riddler's minions for five days so he he was exhausted too um so it just it seems a little ridiculous to me but i do think tom king is an excellent writer and i've enjoyed this story Throughout. And I've enjoyed, you know, like the previous issue, the, the Kite Man origin, and I enjoyed the exploration of is that a joke or is it a riddle? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I found a lot of that very interesting. I, I disagree, Paul. I, I think that, that Tom King uh, writes riddles. I just think he's writing
2: different riddles than we're used to for The Riddler. He's definitely a different style than Scott Snyder, right? Uh, I think Tom King has a unique style that when you read a book, you know it's a Tom King book it's wordy without being overly wordy. Um, you know, he likes lots of panels I, I've noticed. Um, but I mean, it, it's, it's, they're all intelligently written. Um, you guys loved the vision book. I've not read that one, yeah. um, but the, he, he is an intelligent writer and that's why I think his Mr. Miracle is going to be extremely interesting.
1: Yeah. I like Tom King. Um, I, I, one thing that, that I, I, I learned that there is something fundamentally different between myself And Commissioner Gordon in this book. Uh Uh-oh. Well, and that is that if I am going to walk into Joker's lair, uh, stripped down to my underwear by choice, uh, I am not going to wear tidy whities Because I I feel like I might be giving something away (laughs) (laughs) in that confrontation. Uh, I'm going to wear something perhaps a bit darker so that uh, certain things aren't noticed. (laughs)
2: Because I'm either going to pee or poop myself or both. And and then he's going to stick a sock in the front of his boxers, too. Well, yeah, zucchini. Or or a pistol. That's right. (laughs) Just saying. A shotgun. That's that's right. So, um, speaking of Batman, uh, um, this week, DC started releasing their digital exclusive, or maybe it's just digital first, uh, Harley Quinn and Batman series. Chapter one came out this week um, on Comixology. For ninety nine cents. Now, uh, uh, this later this month, uh, Harley Quinn and Batman will be out on Blu ray and DVD. Um, it's it's the new DC animated film. Uh, you know, produced by Bruce Tim, I think, written by Bruce Tim as well. Um, it's a return to the Batman the animated series style. Uh, you know, features Batman, Nightwing, Carly Quinn, Poison Ivy um, and 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 that kind of stuff. And I'm very, very excited about it. And this week, DC released a prequel story uh, written by the old Batman adventure, I guess, reteaming up the old Batman adventures creative team of Ty Templeton and Rick Burchette. Um Now, these guys worked on the uh, the Batman animated series comic books, Um, you know, fr- back in the early 90s, I think. Um, you know that that were based on the Batman the Animated Series. They also did some of the in the follow up series with Dan Slott also as a, a writer on those books um, early on in his career. And so they brought them back on, and we have this this tale of Batman and Harley in the classic Batman animated series style. And I will say the art, you know, Rick Burchett is, is a great artist. Um, the art in this book isn't that solid. And I don't know if it's just because his style has, has changed or if, if this was a rush job or what the art isn't as strong as I remember his art being, it's a little more scratchy, a little looser. Um, but it's still a fun story. It's still a return to that animated series style. And I, I did enjoy reading it and seeing these characters, Batman and Harley and Joker and Nightwing, in 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 that style again. So if you're into that, Bat, or it's called Harley Quinn and Batman. Chapter one is out now, 99 cents on Comixology. Very good. I think it was last week or maybe the week before that we were talking about the latest issue. And it was last week, the latest issue of Action Comics. And I said to Aaron, I said, Aaron, I'm beginning to want wonder if Mr. Oz isn't Ozymandias, Ozymandias. huh And so, you know, DC has released that there is an upcoming book in September, um, an upcoming crossover between Action Comics and Superman um, called The Oz Effect. Actually, it may just be in the pages of Action Comics, um, but it's supposed to reveal who uh, Mr. Oz is, uh, you know, and, and will, you know, kind of show who's in his prison, that kind of thing leading up to DC Rebirth or um, yeah. the Doomsday Clock. And so they released that there will be lenticular covers for, for these books in, in comics. <laughs> because that's what we need. Yeah. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> and, you know, on one cover, spoiler warnings on. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's on the cover and it's been released by DC Comics. But it, it's kind of hinted, you know, they, they show, you know, the lenticular cover. If, if you look at them one way, they look one thing. If you look at them another way, it shows a different image. Um, on one cover, it shows jor and Lara, um, you know, holding hands as kal is about to blast off into space. On the other cover, you see, um, you know, when you look at it in the other direction, you see um, that the planet is exploding. You see Lara, you know, kind of, you know, burst into flames. And you see jor apparently being teleported away in a blue... Dr. Manhattan-ish light on the cover. Huh. And I'm beginning to wonder, maybe Mr. Oz is not Ozzy Mandias. Maybe it's Jarell. Huh. Mm-hmm. 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 That would certainly be a twisty turny. It would be. It would be. And, and and I'm 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 also disappointed that DC would release it as a cover two months before the book is out, but We'll see. I mean, it it could be a red herring. It could be that it could be jor is in his prison. Um, That's the uh, the new sidekick to Superman, by the way. Red herring. (laughs) Red herring. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it would also explain where I said last issue. Mr. Oz seems like he's being awfully nice. (laughs) Maybe that's why. Maybe he's Jonathan Kent's granddad. It's Papa. It's Papa. Papa (laughs) L. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, but you know, I, I, and maybe it's because the the. You would think that if Jor El was still alive, he'd intervene when things like you know Zod show up.
2: You would think so, but maybe I don't know. I mean, we'll find out.
1: I don't know. You'd think that he'd intervene, you know, like when Doomsday kills his son. You know, you just think that, you know. <coughs> I'm just saying. Well, you know, he's. I, we never said he was a good father. <laughs> well, he did just launch his kid into space.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Without without testing, by the way. F will do it live. Hit the button. Yeah.
1: I would love to see that dialogue in, in, in the origin story. F will do we'll it, it live. We'll do it
2: live. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Hey, uh, speaking of f it, Tim, Aaron and I said f it's to Superman number 28, but you still bought yeah, it. You, I, I, I can't help but think that maybe you didn't hear our Superman 27 review.
0: <laughs> no, because I, I don't know where the hell we are anymore. Uh, <laughs> that might have been too close to the truth. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, no, I did get Superman 28. Um, so my guess is you guys going something, something. We don't need a history lesson. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Um. I. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I see that point. Uh huh. Yeah. I guess. Okay. So, if you were going to get a history lesson, Superman would probably be one of the people that you would accept it from. I would think. Right. You couldn't put this in a Batman book. You couldn't put this Americana in just about anything. Maybe Cap- if you had a Captain America book, you could you could do this. I think. So, I, I see that point, but I enjoyed this book. I, I guess I guess that's where I'm getting. Yeah, I I definitely don't want another one. Like after twenty seven, twenty eight, I, I I'm good. You're, you're good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but but I I enjoyed the because really they're doing this to to raise their kid. Like they're they're trying to show him. You know, lessons that you don't get in history books. And that's part of the reason I like Superman. Uh, the, the Superman is because of his son. It's the same. It, it It's kind of a, a, a lighter mirror image of the book, the stuff we were getting from Batman and Robin a few years ago. So, you know, I was really annoyed when it turned into, you know, actual like. Crossover, Mister Milk's Appliance, all that horse crap. But now that it's gotten back to what it was doing, I'm en- like I said, I've been enjoying it.
2: So
1: well, I, I had a really hard time not picking it up just because of, of the cl- completionist in me. I was just like. Uh, I can't do it, I can't do it. I won't read it if I buy it. I won't read it if I buy it
2: <laughs> I, I just buy it, don't it so yeah i I left it I left it there mm-hmm. yeah i didn't I did not buy it, and you know it's funny I read a um i rever- i read i've read multiple reviews of this book, and some people are like it's a very powerful book it you know brought me to tears, and then some people are like, hey, you know, Superman. Left, uh, you know, so the, the, the basically the conclusion of the story is that I and Tim, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, th- this family has never given closure as to the death of um, one of their family members uh, because he was you know, he died in, in maybe it was Iraq, I think.
0: Uh, no, it was. I'll, I'll I'll finish. So they they go to Gettysburg and they come across this family who every year they celebrate a birthday. For their family member who they never recovered the body. So it was like happy 154th birthday or whatever to this guy. Ah. Um, and you know, the the Ken's kinda, you know, listen in on that story and you know, at night you see Superman just not sleeping. And finally he gets up and he he does what the rest of the book, which is he finds the remains so that they can have closure.
2: And then he he leaves it in front of you know he wraps it in an American flag with a note and leaves it in front of the house. Yeah and and, and then flies off. <laughs> he just wraps some remains in a flag and leaves them? Yeah, and you it's, know, with here's the thing
0: with a note. With a <laughs> note. Yeah. So,
2: you know, <laughs> so, but you know, they they don't show the panel of the family screaming with a dead body in their front yard. Right. Um <laughs> I, you know, it's oh it's and I don't know. I have oh not my read God. the book. Um, and and it may be told in such a way. What is this? <laughs> um, Why
1: Superman? Why? I know it's
2: supposed to be heartfelt, and some people found it heartfelt. Um, I, I have not read the book, but Tim, how did you take that scene? <laughs>
0: I I didn't go
2: there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's a I, uh, Superman. Superman's like don't fuck with me.
0: That's what that is. My my my. I guess what the way I took it was since Gettysburg, this family has gone to Pennsylvania to celebrate this guy's birthday. And it's, it's Superman go, you know, going, that's enough. That's enough pain for any family. You know? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't take it as I didn't take it the way where you guys are going. Now, granted after, <laughs> after, after, you know, <laughs> let's, 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 let's get a little realistic after his 80th birthday. You know, it's like, oh, we got to go out to do the thing because Grandpa wants us to do it. Ah, here we go. You know, (laughs) you know, you you don't see the kid with an iPad, which should have been what was happening. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it it was, it was. I thought it was power. I do get the the message that it was powerful, and I didn't, I didn't take it as cynically. I maybe I should have because you know I hang out with you guys. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a cynical person by nature at all. So I don't know why. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Tim yeah, is uh-huh. the hopeful one in this group.
1: Yeah, that's right. He, he is Mr. Glasses half full. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: No, no. Well, I, I, liked it. I. I.
1: It just. Uh, I, I'm. I'm startled to hear that you weren't surprised that Paul and I took it to a dark place. I, that just surprises me.
2: Yeah.
1: I just. Wow. I'm shocked. I'm going to have to reevaluate my life now.
2: Yeah. I'm going to have to
1: try harder. You yeah, might. do some soul searching.
0: Well, you know, if you get suspended, you have a lot of time to think. So, <laughs> <laughs> so
2: hey, you know who else's body they're not going to find for 154 years, Aaron? Oh
0: God, who?
2: Master Kirok Infala from the oh, yeah. pages of Darth Vader Number Four.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because that you mofo know,
2: is gone.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think you're going to get the uh, the you know at the at the end of the last book. You know, Darth Vader is thrown off the edge of the dam and left for dead. Uh, you know, I don't think that you're going to have such a happy return for uh, this Jedi Master dude like you did for Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. just saying. so. And you know, you know we, I, we're we're introduced to a number of new characters in this book, and I'm like, oh, I like that guy. I like that guy. I like that guy. Oh, y'all are all dead, aren't you?
2: Yeah, Darth is going to kill all of you guys. <laughs> You know, i I enjoy I have enjoyed this storyline in Darth Vader. I will say the conclusion of it. I'm calling a bit of shenanigans because Darth Vader had his ass whooped in the last issue. And I understand that Darth Vader came back and used innocent people to distract the Jedi Master. But I feel like given what we have seen of this jedi master, he's he's a gray Jedi, which means he has left the Jedi Order, um, you know, and and practice and promised not to practice being a Jedi. Um, you know, publicly, that's just part of the great Jedi and, you know, but he whooped Vader's ass in the last issue without breaking a sweat. And I feel like in this issue, the fact that Vader beat him the way he did, I feel like was a bit, a bit of a bitch move. Um, another aspect of shenanigans that I'll call is that even though this book was gorgeous, even though I enjoyed this book, I read it in two minutes. Yeah, no, it's a it's a fast read, isn't it? Um, there, there's maybe like thirty words in this entire book. Yeah, it's it, it is it's super fast, but I enjoyed it. I didn't have any issues with this book, Paul. I just, you know, for me, I would have. I, I mean, I get it. You know, he he distracted him. I just, I feel like, and it's a Vader book. It's the it's not the the adventures of of Master Keyrock. It's right. it's the Darth Vader book. So Darth Vader's going to reign supreme, and and it was a very powerful scene that he's he basically took out the Jedi master and ended up destroying the city anyway, because he just felt like it.
1: Um, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's too bad that, that we lose the Jedi master. Cause I, I really like that character. I liked all of these characters in the book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, sure. It's comics. We might see him again because we don't get a body at the end of the book. Right. But uh, I, 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 I would like to see more adventures of the gray Jedi. I agree. But I don't know how you fit him into the back cannon though when they're you know when the Jedi have have more or less lay fallow until uh you know episode four yeah
2: well I think the concept of gray jedi is one that will um will I, it will come into play in the new in the new um last jedi thing too because now you know the concept of the great jedi is people like ahsoka tano and now this guy who have left the jedi order um right. you know but still have the the force with them so i think that that had that that's how they that's that loophole of well you know we weren't <laughs> taken out when the jedi were taken out because technically we quit yeah <laughs> um you know, uh, I, before we move on from this book, I do want to mention that I know you're you're either behind on it or have stopped reading Dr. Afra. I'm just behind. I haven't stopped. I'm just behind on it. So for what it's worth, skip the crossover that they did with Star Wars, The Screaming Citadel. Okay. Because it's pretty damn bad. Um, but the book outside of that is just fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoyed that book. And I, the, you know— and you know not not to play into spoilers but um a certain character is is being hinted that he will be making his return to the pagers of Dr. Afra um what? that 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 someone who may have thought Dr. Afra was no longer alive and has now found out that she is what mhm 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 mm. and apparently i just set off Siri. <laughs> <laughs> somehow <laughs> and it's still recording my voice <laughs> nice um but really enjoyed uh you know i'm enjoying darth vader i, I you know despite my issues with the way the storyline ended i i have been enjoying the book and we are going to move from star wars to star trek
1: yes and did you did you hear the the, the big sp- uh, uh rumor this week about nicholas meyer paul i did that he's going to be doing a star
2: trek Khan TV show, yeah, a mini series a mini series uh,
1: or a limited series, however you want to call it, uh, you know talking about the years from the time that they were exiled up till uh, wrath of Khan, which you know is is a story that's been told in novel form in the Star Trek novels, but uh, obviously never on screen.
2: well, you know, when we saw him in uh, Star Trek Mission, New York, he did hint that he was working on something else.
1: Something super secret that was Star Trek related. Right? Yes, this 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 might be that. Uh, I'm interested. I you know I like the idea that you know Star Trek is an expanded universe kind of place. So I like the idea that they that they'll be doing some of that kind of stuff. So I hope it's a true rumor.
2: Me too. Me too.
1: So I'm, I'm I am super excited about that. Did you hear Paul uh, about um, w- Star Trek Discovery? You know. CBS said that they would premiere the first episode on CBS, but that all subsequent episodes would debut live on their uh, fee-paying streaming service, CBS All Access. Yeah. Well, this week it was announced that, uh, you know, international... uh, subscribers will be able to get it on on Netflix Netflix International but they also announced this week that it will be available on Netflix in the States so you don't have to go get your CBS All access subscription uh, you can just see it see it on Netflix like a real human person uh, I for one am super excited
2: about that because I really hates me some CBS all access. I'm not yeah I wasn't going to bother with CBS all access. Um, but you know, if it premieres on Netflix in the U S as well, then I, then I will be a happy camper.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I, I think that, that there were a lot of people who are like, yeah, I'm not going to do that CBS all access. I'll just, you know, uh, get it on a torrent or something. Um, I, 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 I and I am certain that the reason why CBS did that is because they weren't seeing the surge in subscribers that they had hoped, uh, Shocker. But- yeah, I I mean, they're, they, they only have one, to my knowledge, one original production uh, on CBS All Access, which is The Good Fight, which is the sequel series to The Good Wife. Um, and boy, that is just not enough to keep you watching, because everything else is CBS productions only. So you've got season after season of Survivor. If Hell
0: yeah. <laughs> Put that and, on Netflix uh, right now. I'm
1: in. And all of your various procedural crime dramas. But
2: uh, whew, it is It is a barren wasteland of programming out there. <laughs> well, you know, another um, con Star Trek ish news uh, Star Trek The Wrath of Khan um, is celebrating its 35th anniversary this year and um, with a release at uh, one of those Fathom events in movie theaters yeah. on September 10th and 13th. I think I'm going to try and catch me one of those. I see you've already bought your ticket. No, I have not. Um, I've, I have I've, not. I've got a. Uh, it's September 10th. I may be out of town, but I'm going to. I may see it on the 13th. Oh
1: yeah, I haven't bought mine yet because I'm trying to figure out my travel schedule as well. But yeah, I, I, I would really like to see it. It's got a new interview apparently with. Uh, is it Nicholas Meyer? Or is
2: it William Shatner? I can't. It's remember Bill Shatner. Which. Okay. It's yeah, just yeah. that yeah. Captain Kirk jerk. It's that Bill guy. That Bill guy. Cool. It's yeah. Billy. Guy. Billy Shatner. Yeah little
1: Willie Shatner? Yeah. But, but uh, you know, in other Star Trek-related, well, we have a new issue of Star Trek Waypoint from IDW. It is the sixth issue of the Star Trek anthology series. I'm the only one who read it, but I gotta tell you, this issue scratched me right where I itched, Paul. Um, it starts off with a, a short story featuring Nurse Chapel from the original series. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a fine, it's kind of a, a procedural. It's, you know, how they, they solve this, uh, this medical problem. And it has her leading an away mission, uh, you know, which is, you know, something you never saw in the series. So it, it was nice. Um, I, I, I enjoyed the story, but far and away, the story that I really enjoyed was a story called The Fear. And it is a phase two story. And if you'll recall, you know, you had Star Trek the original series. It got canceled uh, after three seasons, uh, became huge in uh, syndication, and the network decided, hey, let's bring it back. And so uh, Roddenberry started preparing a, a the sequel series to the original series, and it was go- going to be called Star Trek Phase Two. And when Star Wars came out and was such a huge success, they said, ooh, let's not do a TV show let's do a film which is where the motion picture came from and several of the elements from that phase two storyline were uh, adopted into the motion picture well this is a story told in that second five-year mission that we never got to see on tv or in film and you know so mr spock's not in it you've got uh you know, Mr. Zahn, another Vulcan, but he's not the first officer. The first officer is Commander Will Decker, the uh, fellow who is the captain of the Enterprise when motion picture starts. It was a fantastic story uh, uh, written and drawn by one of my favorite guys, Gabriel Hardman, and it is Gorgeous to look at. The uh, background scenes and the panels are just spot on uh, from the original series Starship and the original series costumes. I just, I thoroughly loved this. Hmm. It, I, I cannot recommend it enough.
2: So is that still a $5 book or is it a $4 book?
1: Um,
2: It is, I want to say it's a
1: $4.99 book, I want
2: to say. Okay. I believe that is true. Okay. I mean, yeah, because I'm pretty sure it's still an extra-sized book, but... It is. It is, uh, I will tell you how many pages it is. It is
1: 33 pages. Hmm,
2: okay. And that's, well, you know, I, that's including... Well,
1: pa- it's 22 pages of story and then additional back matter. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. Okay. But I,
1: I, I deeply enjoyed this book. And IDW puts Star Trek books on sale all the time on Comixology, so uh, if you want to get caught up, just wait a couple of months and you'll have an opportunity to do that. Yeah, agreed. Which is what I'll do. Yeah, exactly. But no, big thumbs up. Love
2: this book. Okay. Well. So, Paul. Yes, sir? Paul. Paul. What? Tell me what's coming out next week. No. Okay, maybe. You do it. Fine. You do it. Well, next week, as I mentioned earlier, Newsboy Legion, the the Newsboy Legion Boy Commando special coming out from DC Comics. Um, Are you going to do it, Paul? I'm not. Are you
0: going to do the Boy Commando book?
2: I, You know, I will tell you, Um, it's really going to depend on what the backup feature is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I will likely not i said I, I, I'm, I said i'm very I'm, competent i'm not i see i said
1: i'm not but i enjoyed this week's book so much <laughs> yeah but i
2: really don't like howard Shaken. Yeah. oh yeah yeah i can't me neither okay go ahead <laughs> um also from dc comics as previously mentioned mr miracle from tom king and mitch jareds comes out and i am a hard yes on that yeah 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 i'm, um, I'm down with it as well paul Uh, Also from DC Comics, new issues of Detective Comics and Action Comics. From Marvel, new issues of Dr. Afra and um, Secret Empire and Defenders, none of which any of you guys are reading. (laughs) Um, And from IDW, there is a a book called First Strike coming out, which is a crossover of their Hasbro properties. Um, I I don't know. Every time I buy one of those damn things, I get burned. So we'll see. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Well, you know, they had a big sale of all of their their Hasbro comics uh, several weeks back. And so, I mean, I was like, well, it's Micronauts and it's 99 cents. And I I got caught up, but (laughs) I still have to read them.
2: (laughs) Well, you'll have to report back.
1: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah. 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 So is that all that's coming out next week? Yeah, yeah, that is all. Well, I mean, of course, a ton of other things. So we'll see closer to time. I mean, we might be picking up Mighty Mouse number one from uh, from um, whatever company is publishing Mighty Mouse number. Oh, no, it's Mighty Mouse number three. So, no, we won't be talking about that. No. Yeah, because because third issue dead to me, dead to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, just a reminder we love your feedback. Give us a
1: call at 972 763 5903. That number, once again, 972 763 5903. And if we use your voicemail on the phone, on the podcast, you'll win a coveted, valuable ideology of madness surprise um hey check your feeds if you're not loading up to to your podcatcher of choice make sure that you are subscribed appropriately we're at now at iomgeek.com and ideologyofmadness.com will redirect you there appropriately awesome tim i'm glad we were able to unbox you today
0: i i, I feel liberated
1: <laughs> and stay tuned for frankenway hashtag franken hi everybody <laughs> <laughs>